All right. Going to do another one fall show. It's going to be a great week. I got my questions here in front of me. I've got, uh, let's see, I've got three contestants. Uh, Erica's coming back. That's going to be a fantastic thing. Let's open up the chat. Who's uh, for, Hey, Nate, welcome to, uh, welcome to chat. What's going on, Chuck? The champion is here. Let the games begin. It's going to be a lot of fun this week. Erica's back and uh, we're going to have a, we're going to have a good time. In fact, I think she just joined the chat. Oh, oh, good. Erica, how nice of you to join us this week on the podcast that we all do together. You know, I was going to greet everyone with pleasantries, but uh, never mind. Look, brother, I needed a week off. I had a week Uh and I'm still coming off a hell of a week. Uh And the fact that I'm even here, I mean, frankly, everyone should be happy. Come on. I'm the draw. No, no, no. I, I'm not saying I'm not I'm not happy that you're here. I'm just saying it's so nice to be graced with your absolute presence here on the One Fall Show. What's up with the tone? What the what the fuck did I do to you? What's what what, what crawled up your ass and died? What's up with the tone, sunshine buddy? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's up with the tone? Uh-huh. Okay, now look. We had some fun. I don't think there's any harm in it. Sunshine. Uh, I think you're taking. I think you're taking things Sunshine way buddy. too. Is that all you Sunshine have? Sunshine, buddy. Is that all you're going to scream? Sunshine, buddy. Really? Every time I talk, you're going to scream, "Sunshine, buddy." Sunshine, buddy. Do it again. How's that sunshine, sunshine, buddy? Okay. Um. How about you this? Enjoying the sun? Hmm? Well, first of all, I do need sun because I'm pale as fuck, but. With the next match we have coming up, since you're being such a royal dick, even more so than usual, it's kind of unprecedented. Um, it's going to be a handicap match. It's going to be Sunshine wait, Buddies wait, against what? you for the title. Yeah, oh, you heard come me. On. Chuck, come on, man. How can she, You can't just let her do this. Well, I mean, it's, it's not a, a terrible idea. I think it's a terrible idea. That's exactly yeah. what it is, Chuck. It's a terrible idea. Oh, please tell me a little bit more how how terrible this is. Go on. Press your luck. See what happens. You know what? It's fine. I'm feeling mighty confident in my own abilities to hold on to this title this week. Okay? All right. So bring your sunshine buddies. I'm going to take them both on. That's right. This is my idea, not yours. How confident are you feeling? Oh, I'm I'm damn confident. Okay, handicap, they get first crack. You feel that good? You, you're that good, Nate. Book this shit. Let's go. Let's fucking go. It sucks. All of it sucks. It's stupid. This is the worst piece of shit in wrestling. Like Retribution, I'm here to destroy the show from within by becoming its champion. This is the saddest episode of the show ever. You're just lucky that I didn't come come back under my new retribution name, uh, Dick Nuts. Yeah, this sucks. It's boring. Oh, yeah, Chuck. We were talking about before. um, (laughs) Great to have you back. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the One Fall Show. I am your host, Chuck Bean, for a show that is one part wrestling discussion of the news from the week and one part game show. With me, as always, well, not as always, but returning this week is my scorekeeper and fellow referee, Miss Erica Bennett. Erica, how are you this afternoon? 
I'm doing okay. I'm glad to see you. Um, well, yeah, we'll see how this plays out. I don't sure, like when people take tone with me. All right. Especially after a long week where we lost a legend. So forgive me. Very true. Uh, but I'm glad to have you here. I'm thankful for Excuse all me, the work Excuse me, sir. Excuse me, sir. Wonderful- Excuse me, sir. She just said we lost a legend. Let's have a moment of silence for Mr. Dick Togo. Okay, that was a sufficient moment of silence for Dick Togo, who is very much alive. Um, I was referring to Eddie Van Halen, but that's fine. Let's let's move. Let's move on, Chuck. Okay. well, yeah, let's move on. The voice you just heard, of course, one half of the Sunshine Buddies and one of our three contestants on our show, Mr. Shawnee Constant. Hey, everybody. Great to have Erica back. I have to imagine that everyone on the panel today is as excited as I am to have Erica back. Sure they are, but let's go down to your other, uh, the other half of the Sunshine Buddies, as we uh, heard in the intro that we'll be competing for our title, Mr. Justin Valentine. You know what? I am excited to have Erica back. Erica, I missed you. Welcome back, and I'm excited for the show. And finally, our third competitor and 11-time champion, Nate. What is the title called now? Is it right back to being the Intermetaversal ch- uh, Podcast Championship? Uh, yeah, we're going to go with that, sure. Uh, All right. I wasn't expecting that question. So, yes, we're going to just go ahead with that. And uh, I am back. That's right. You can all rejoice. Erica, doesn't matter. I'm back here on the show to defend my title. I'd appreciate it if you use a little more respect when you speak of uh, the champ champ, Erica Bannis, sir. I am under no such obligation. Well, as I uh, always let you guys know, this is a three-round game show. Uh, each round uh, consists of three questions. Those questions are one point, two points, and three points, respectively. And then a final fall of uh, questions that are typically worth enough points to turn the tide in any particular direction. As I said, Nate is the champ, so we will uh, throw it to the Sunshine Buddies, Justin and Shawnee, to uh, start the show. Your three rounds this week are, as always, the Wednesday Night War of AEW and NXT, news and notes from around the ring and the thunderdome underground of raw and smackdown where would you guys like to start you know what i'm thinking smacked raw makes the only sense right shawnee you're right champ i don't know why we would go anywhere else i'm going smacked raw all right uh and and because it is a two-on-one situation who will be answering your questions for you first here how are you feeling buddy i'm feeling pretty good chuck i think i'm going to take this first one all right. All right. I like it. Sounds good. So let's get into Raw and SmackDown from this past week. Uh, Retribution, who we've not had very glowing things to say about here on the One Fall Show, now has an official leader, and it's somehow not T-Bar, who was revealed on Raw this week as the leader of Retribution, Shawnee. Uh, that would be Qbert, sir, the little orange fellow who jumps around on the pyramid. Mm, that is not what I have here. However, uh, I I do believe that's probably worth a point. That's that's uh, that's somewhat out there. Uh, let's throw it over to the champ, Nate uh, Nate Bender. Nate, who's the official leader of Retribution? Uh, Mustafa Ali. That's correct. Mustafa Ali. In uh, the, the, the the upturn at the end of that is I'm still sitting here trying to understand Shawnee's answer. Cuber, yeah, I. I, I I feel like I would have remembered if I saw Qbert on Monday Night Raw. I think I would have as well. 
All I know is it legitimately popped me, so that's good enough for one point. <laughs> Listen, Retribution has had outrageous names. It's easy. So wait a minute, wait a minute. A completely wrong answer from not even in the same stratosphere as the actual answer awards the exact same many uh, uh, the exact same amount of points that a correct answer does. He tries. It does on the one point question. That's for sure because that's supposed to be the easiest of the three. This is this is collusion. This is this is this is this is sunshine buddy collusion is what this is. All right. For the record, you know goddamn well sure that potentially funny answers can warrant points. That has always on a been a one an point o- question. This is he mentioned Hubert. Hubert. Come on. Nonsense. Okay. You, gotta pop you, you know what? You know what? If you could see the dialogue bubble above my head it would be nothing but those squiggly characters that's that Kubert says because i'm swearing at you in my head right now well let's talk about mustafa ali and retribution how do we get how do we feel about this because i think this is actually an upturn as far as retribution is concerned like i was legitimately excited when mustafa ali turned no are you kidding me they're burying mustafa ali deeper than you can imagine no way. This is dumb. Retribution cannot be saved. It is the worst thing in wrestling right now. Mustafa Ali is so much more talented than than p- pairing him with Retribution. There is no way. I, listen, I like Mustafa Ali a lot, but there is no way that he can save this. There is just no way. Look, I'm mixed about this right now. And, I mean, listen, Mustafa Ali needed the push, and he, him as a leader of any group is finally a push. Uh, I don't know how good of a push this is going to be because Retribution has been laughable up until this point. So He's the leader of a group way. with T-Bar and Slapjack. Like, what fucking <laughs> more do you need to do? And Cubert, okay? Listen... <laughs> I listen. The point is, even if it's a laughable group, he's the leader of a stable. And that is normally the start of some type of push for any superstar. Even if the stable ends up being a joke as much as it has been, and he moves on to do something better and kicks them to the curb, this can still lead to good things for Mustafa Ali. I don't, I still don't think anything of retribution. I think it's a joke, but for Mustafa Ali personally to be the leader of a stable the dude is talented. He's been needing a push. We thought he was a SmackDown hacker. He still might've been, but now he's a, the leader of a stable. I think that's huge. Yeah. I think that, you know, this feels like one of Vince McMahon's weird little pet projects. And even though it may not end up going anywhere, as it's certainly been meandering thus far, uh, you, you know, it is giving Mustafa Ali a chance to put in some work and it does seem like in a long enough timeline, Vince McMahon tends to respect that. Now it's not a universal thing. You know, uh, Miro has come out and had some pretty hostile things uh, to say towards the management of his career. And he certainly has gotten over more than anybody else uh, being pigeonholed in one of Vince McMahon's weird little comedy arcs. But I think that it, it it helps Mustafa Ali more to be a part of a bad idea on Monday Night Raw than to, you know, being pushed uh, to uh, whatever that third tier network show is. 
I, I don't think I could disagree anymore with that. I think that this does active damage to Mustafa Ali. Um, you know, I think if he got his release now from WWE, as soon as the pandemic were to the other side of that, he'd get indie bookings out the ass. Um, you know, he wrestles, he wrestles a very kind of indie riffic style. Um, it's a clean indie style, but like, he's got all the flips. He's got all of the springboards. Um, I think that this does active damage to him, throwing him in a mid card jobber comedy angle. And, you know, just because the dark order worked out, I, I, it does not mean that retribution is going to work out at all. I think this does active damage to his long-term career. At some point you had to give Mustafa Ali more. I mean, there's so no, many I guys agree, that I agree do with what you, he like, does. From, from, so the stand, he's, from the standpoint of this gets Mustafa Ali on television and it gets him exposure, I agree with you. But that is a massively, massively overstated upside to having him paired with Retribution. He would have he would have been way better. Uh, and and uh, you know fucking tell me if i'm wrong if i'm wrong here he would have been way better continuing to wrestle matches on main event with ricochet than he would have doing this this is going to I can't, this is no way. this is going to pigeonhole him as a joke listen listen he instead of the main event he is on a main storyline on raw on one of the main shows even if the groups continues to suck if he's good as the leader of a stable, if he cuts damn good promos and continues to impress in the ring, this is still going to help him. Even if retribution isn't a thing two months from now or it continues to be a joke, if he is good because he is finally in the main storyline, then he's going to continue to move forward from this. Nah, I don't, I don't see it. Couldn't agree more, champ. Thanks, champ. Let's move on to our second question. And uh, once again, per the rules for this week, uh, the Sunshine Buddies get first crack at uh, this particular question. Uh, we got new SmackDown Tag Champions on the first night of the WWE draft. Who were they? Oh, you didn't know? Your ass better call somebody. Are, Sean, are you implying the New Age Outlaws came back on SmackDown and I missed it? That's right, sir. That's my final answer. No, I'm afraid that's that's not correct. Uh, it's, it was not the Listen, new age outlaws. That was pretty impressive what he just pulled off there, though. Is that not the point? The, no, the long no, note? because that no, was, there no, was some lung power. I mean, I will agree there, but um, the new age outlaws are you know are no more. So because Billy, of course, is an AEW, and it's just like let's sometimes let's just not revisit old things like that. So no points. Sorry, gentlemen. Anything Road Dog can do cannot be considered a talent. <laughs> Nate, uh, who are our new SmackDown Tag Team Champions? That is uh, Xavier Woods and Kofi Kingston. The new yes, that's right. The returning Xavier Woods. He looked good. He, he oh, the new day. I was thinking yeah. the new age. No, it's out. a they they sing too. I totally get why you. It's cool. It, it's it's good. You got this, buddy. Yeah, so uh, the New Day uh, coming back just in time for the first night of the draft to uh, split them up and move Woods and Kingston over to Raw with their SmackDown Tag Team Champions. Um, well, what do we feel about this? I feel like this is the kind of situation that was made specifically so that internet fans can be angry for a weekend and then they can put the New Day back together on Monday night. 
I definitely don't think that they're going to come back together Monday night. I think that, of course, they're going to be reunited at some point, but it will be much longer than one weekend. Uh, I think the biggest problem is that they use the draft to contrive a ridiculous storyline that doesn't actually make any sense. They introduce the New Day as a single unit to be drafted and then inexplicably split them up for the convenience of the shock value, which is uh, cheap heat, sir. Cheap heat. I think, first of all, Biggie's already officially been drafted to SmackDown and the other two officially drafted to Raw. I don't think they can turn that back. Plus, they already have a farewell set up next week. Um, look, I'm not as upset about them splitting up the New Day a little bit as much as I thought I would be when, like in the past, thinking about them doing this in the future. What I'm upset about is I don't think I've ever in my life thought I would root against the New Day. But when I heard they were getting a title shot, I first thing I said is they better not take those titles off for Cesaro and Shinsuke like that. Their first night back, they show up halfway through the show. Cesaro and Shinsuke are impressive. And I, I the match is fine to have the spark value of the match, but do not take the titles off of Cesaro and Shinsuke. And that's exactly what they did. The New Day, even with the breakup and sending Kofi and Xavier to Raw, they don't need the titles. They're bigger than that. Cesaro and Shinsuke would have benefited way more having a longer title run and having a good tag team rivalry with somebody. The New Day did not need the titles in order to pull off this breakup. I definitely agree with you that it kind of shits on uh, Shinsuke and Cesaro's run. Here's the thing. I hated this first, but after a lot of time thinking about it, I actually think that this is really smart because right now, you know, we're going to be dealing with COVID and the WWE is going to be dealing with COVID for the next at least year, year and a half. So that gives you the ability I mean, they're they're running the same rosters out of the same building. You know, it's a matter of showing up on Monday versus a showing up on uh, versus showing up on Friday. This is not two touring shows in completely different different sections of the United States. Uh, you know, on two different nights of the week. So the ability for them to still run as the new day between both the programs is a possibility. And I think that that is a massive upside of this. I also think that specifically giving Big E a, a singles push on this level is needed. It's warranted. And if that's the reason that they're doing this, I'm totally fine with it. And then I, I, there's also a third thing that I, that has kind of crossed my mind because the other notable thing that happened was after the New Day won the titles, they were drafted over to Raw, bringing the SmackDown titles, the tag titles, over to Raw. And I personally think that the WWE might take this opportunity to uh, have a reunite, uh, uh, you know, reunite the tag belts, have one single tag division, and load that tag division onto Raw. Uh, and there's, there's specifically a couple of reasons why that would work. A, they don't have the tag teams to split between two brands. B, Raw's got a third hour and they've been floundering to figure out what to do with it. And Raw Underground is not the answer. Throwing in some tag matches might be a good way to help break up the programming. And I also think that there's this great opportunity because we're getting a farewell match between or for the new day on SmackDown uh, next week on Friday. And that the tag team that they're facing is Shinsuke Cesaro and um, Sheamus. Sheamus. 
Right. And there might actually be an opportunity to split Cesaro and Shinsuke, put Shinsuke back into the singles competition and bring the bar back. Now, if you bring the bar back, that is that's a totally different story because Sheamus is totally underutilized. He sucks on SmackDown. He's been one of the few things that has sucked on SmackDown. I think a bar reunion would do very, very well uh, for uh, Sheamus. It sucks for Cesaro, but that's the role that WWE has decided for him. So that's I, 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 I at first I hated it, but after I thought about it for a while... I think that there's a lot of potential in this decision. I would like to give Nate credit for coming up with that scenario, which does have incredible potential, but that's also putting into the hands of the WWE faith that they will make the correct decision. You know which... what? You, you know what? Here's the thing, though, is as I'm willing to give WWE a little bit of wiggle room where they're not doing the dumbest thing on earth. I won't give them the wiggle room with fucking retribution, but I'll give them some wiggle room here because it's clear that they're building towards something. We just don't know what it is yet. It could be a wet fart, but it could be something as good as that. I'm leaning towards wet fart. Yeah, me too. I mean, I'm not I'm not saying I'm a, suddenly an optimist. I'm just saying that this is the possibility. And it, and after after I realized that that's where it could go, I, it, I was much less pissed. Well, wet farts aside, let's keep this show rolling here. Um, here's our third question for three points in the Smack Rock category. We've got three matches confirmed to take place inside Hell in a Cell. For one point each, name those three matches. Sunshine Buddies, uh, go ahead. Take your shot. Mm. All right, Shauna, you got this, buddy. Do you have any of them? I, I, I want to say Taker and Mankind, but I'm not sure if that's Hell in a Cell or November and Survivor Series. You, you remember? No. And as a matter of fact, Taker and Mankind was the only answer I had. So I guess we'll try to steal one okay. point, Chuck. Taker and Mankind? Taker and Mankind. Uh, that happened years ago. That is not act actively happening at Hell in a Cell this year. All right, well, uh, Nate, you've got an opportunity here to. Uh, I just want steal. you know what this this isn't fun for me if you're not trying. I think they actively are. Honestly, I don't think they are. Okay, I, they're th they're throwing. This is bullshit. Well, go ahead, Nate. What are the three matches that so far have been uh, confirmed to take place inside Hell in a Cell? It's Drew McIntyre, Randy Orton, uh, Roman Reigns, and Jay Uso, with the added stipulation that it's also an I Quit match. And Bailey versus Sasha Banks. Yep, that is uh, correct. Three Hell in a Cell matches for uh, for this this year's event. I've I've always liked when we've gotten like an elimination chamber and you get two matches in there, or having a men's and women's Royal Rumble is cool. But I don't know if I like three Hell in a Cell matches in the same night. See, see if you guys if you guys are going to throw the game, I'm not going to participate in the discussion. Oh lordy! Oh wow! Uh, listen, we're 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 trying our best over here, Nate. We're sorry. Um, uh -huh. I'll answer. I'll answer your question first, Chuck. I'm sorry. Um, the only, honestly, the only Hell in a Cell match for the pay per view that I'm not looking forward to is Orton and McIntyre. I don't need to see that again. I thought the last pay per view with all the legends coming out was a good way to end that storyline. 
because you had everyone that Orton screwed over come back and screw him over. That that should have been it, but we're doing it one more time, I guess. Um, I love Roman and Uso. I love that storyline. I love the added I quit match. That's unique. That's different. I love this storyline. And I mean, you know, I'm waiting for this Bailey Sasha Banks thing to be over. So Hell in a Cell is the way to do that. Right. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think that uh, that the Randy Orton, Drew McIntyre needs to be over. Uh, you know, how excited was everybody to see Rollins move over to SmackDown? And then how disappointed were you when an hour later the Mysterios moved over to SmackDown? I like talk about WWE like they're like the Detroit Lions finding a way to uh, to hurt you in new and inventive, crueler ways. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I think I actively let out a groan when the Mysterios got moved over to SmackDown because I was really looking forward to that being done. You know what? And I thought with Seth going SmackDown, that meant more stars were going to go to Raw and we were going to also see the end of that storyline. I'm like, hell yes. And then if you saw on the website or on Talking Smack or whenever you saw it, Murphy's on SmackDown too. So they're literally yeah. just taking the Rollins Mysterio storyline and shifting it to the better show, a horrible storyline to the better show. That makes no sense. The show that has less time to devote to it as well. Yeah, too. Yep. Maybe that's the one upside is that they've got to trim now because they can't take 40 minutes and let Aaliyah woodenly say, no, Murphy, no, don't do that. No, we don't. We just don't have time for that shit anymore. Well, I mean, or we get breaking news that SmackDown's three hours. <laughs> oh, God, no. Um, I, I really kind of hope that what we get out of it is that creative just goes, listen, we can't figure out how to fit this in and just scraps the whole fucking thing. All right. Well, at the end of uh, one round, uh, Erica, where do the points lie? Actually, hold on. I was in the middle of writing down a lot of really good one-liners. Uh, Nate did get that full question. Correct. Uh, he got f- full credit. Uh, yes, Chuck. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Um, after that finger point of doom of a round, uh, we have Nate with six points and Shawnee and Justin with one. I guess thank God for Cubert. All right, let's move on to our second round. Uh, Sunshine Buddies, Shawnee, Justin, uh, as as per the rules, you guys get uh, get first crack at stuff. Where would you like to go? We want to talk about the Wednesday Night War or the news and notes around the ring? What do you think, buddy? Uh, Wednesday Night War? I'm thinking so. I think that's the obvious next choice. All right. So we're going to talk about AEW and NXT, who both had a hell of a week this week. But let's start with AEW. So they had their 30 years of Chris Jericho uh, this past week. And uh, Chris Jericho revealed that he was originally supposed to face whom at AEW's All Out. Mm. uh, I didn't do so well the first round, uh, but I'm pretty sure the answer Big Van Vader, Justin, what do you think? You only have five seconds. No, no, wait, no, dude. Take this seriously. This is a gimme. What are you doing? We were. I was joking with you with the Taker Mankind, but what are you doing, dude? Look, after this question, I'm taking over. That, that it, does count in five seconds. And I, I do have I'm to uh, remind you, Shawnee, that Big Van Vader is actually alive, unlike uh, Dick Togo. Thank you, Chuck. So, so uh, let's. You let's, just uh, said Big Van Vader is alive, unlike Dick Togo. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you all. 
<laughs> so much right now. Let's uh, let's move this one over to uh, to Nate. Nate, uh, who did Chris Jericho say he nearly faced at AEW's All Out? Mike Tyson. Yeah, and uh, I know none of us were real big fans when Mike Tyson showed up on AEW this uh, late earlier this year. Is anybody really sad that we missed Mike Tyson versus Chris Jericho? God, no, no. He, uh, even, he, he had his own dude. He had his own like graphics package and intro music. They were ready for Tyson. They wanted to do a whole program with him. I am so glad that we that we avoided this. It's it just would have been stupid. It was never gonna work. Okay, listen real quick. When you bring celebrities or older wrestlers or you know legends or whatever for comeback matches, the only time it ever somewhat works is you do it with a young superstar in their prime. No offense to Chris Jericho, he's not in his prime. He's not young. This would have been very ugly. Yeah, I don't see any particular value bringing Mike Tyson into the fold. I think things are going great at AEW. I don't think you need that kind of spectacle, but you know, Carney's going to Carney. Very true, Shawnee. Carney's going to Carney. Uh, did you see that I have a new Patreon? It's uh, Shawnee Constance Bootleg Sticker Club, where I take catchphrases from the show and make stickers where I can make money that you guys don't get. Uh, right now, I'm making $19 a month. That's right. Wait, wait, I am man. the $19 man. Wait, well, why don't we Thanks see for- any of that? Thanks for reminding yeah, me. I need to write that down. I want my heck everything in Scoot sticker. <laughs> Chuck's going to add to the money that we're not getting. Listen, All right, so you guys ready to start the show or what? Everything <laughs> that I say as a part of this show or any other show is, is copyright Bender Media Productions, okay? If anything that I say appears on a sticker, I demand my 25 cents of that dollar. All right, well, let's move on to our second question here on the One Fall Show. In the Wednesday Night War, uh, let's talk about NXT. So Finn Balor and Kyle O'Reilly both suffered injuries at last weekend's NXT TakeOver 31. Uh, Sunshine Buddies, I believe Justin's answering for you guys. What were those injuries? Shawnee, I'm taking this. Please don't. Just don't. Uh, Finn Balor had a broken jaw, and O'Reilly had broken teeth. Yes. That's correct for two points. Oh, savage match. Absolutely savage match. I want to get everybody's opinion. What did you think of TakeOver? I thought TakeOver was pretty damn good. I mean, the matches were good, entertaining, which is per usual for a TakeOver. I'm glad they have a new look for NXT because I was afraid that this was going to be in what, you know wherever they've been in the last you know weeks and months. of looks like in the dungeon of a building or something like that. So it's nice. It's a little more lit up. They had a little more actual stage to it. Shout out to the stunt doubles and the commentary team for Barrett and Beth Phoenix. They did a fantastic job the whole night. But no, TakeOver was great. I thought matches were great. Nothing too extra about it, but it it didn't really need it because the matches to me were that entertaining. The first two matches I thought were a little slow to uh, win me over. I'm not a big fan of Damian Priest. Uh, I, I think that, honestly, I'm going to be on the wrong side of history with him. I think that his popularity is above my enthusiasm for him, and I think that he's got all the tools to be great. And with uh, Velveteen Dream, I just can't get excited for Velveteen Dream. Um, but I thought that the final three matches were just all phenomenal. I mean, one after another, incredible matches, uh, doing what NXT TakeOver does best. 
Yeah, there was definitely some good stuff here. Um, I specifically really liked the uh, the the Balor O'Reilly match, and and I think Balor broke his jaw in two places, if I'm not mistaken. But yeah, tons of injuries on the NXT roster. Not just Finn and Kyle. You've also got Ridge Holland, who got injured at the most recent NXT episode. That roster is just having some real, real trouble. You got to think, man, is that belt cursed? Because everyone who has touched it since it left Adam Cole's hands has been immediately injured in, you know, like if not in the in the match that they win it in, in their first defense. We used to joke that the uh, women's SmackDown title was cursed because everyone who touched it turned heel. So maybe <laughs> maybe it's that's, a maybe it's a very similar thing. Yeah, that's kind of accurate. But yeah, it's 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 ridiculous how many injuries are happening on the NXT roster. And I'm just kind of thinking of like the next couple of weeks of NXT TV. Like, what is that even going to look like? Like, you know, we're right. gonna see, I guess we're going to see a lot more of Jake Atlas. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's uh, move on to our third question for the Sunshine Buddies. Uh, Speaking of the new uh, look of NXT after TakeOver, they've rebranded the set at the Performance Center. What did they call it? Uh, The Capital Wrestling Center? Yes, that's what I have right here, the Capital Wrestling Center, which uh, I guess is a throwback to uh, Vince McMahon Sr., and uh, what what they where they used to wrestle? What do you guys think of the new set? With the uh, they've got the LED screens like they do in the Thunderdome now, but they're up kind of on the uh, top of the ceiling or on the top of the walls. And then you've also got uh, live crowds and uh, fencing as well as that hockey glass. I like it. You know, it's de- NXT needed it. You know, Nate, you mentioned it a while back about you know why you don't really mess with NXT too much is because of the look of it. It's very dim. Um, and it just feels amateur when it was like that, you know, so give, I mean, these guys are putting on a damn good show. A lot of people like NXT more than what Raw and SmackDown give them yet. They look like they're doing it in a a cheap gym. So I think, you know, they deserve that. They needed this. This is way overdue because everyone else, including within the same company has figured out how to make the staging look good during these times. I don't know why it took so long for NXT. And I love the little fencing too. That's a that's a cool little added touch. That was the first thing that dragged my attention was the uh, the chain link fence. Uh, in terms of the ambience, it's like a little bit of everything. It's a little bit of the Thunderdome. It's a little bit of the uh, locker room doing some cheering. It's a little bit of a live audience, and I think I detected a little bit of audio sweetening too. Uh, but it worked. I thought it worked. You know, I, I think we can all agree that uh, a return to traditional live audiences is what wrestling needs more than anything else right now. It's just not having that fan interaction element to the ebbs and flows of the stories just takes the heart and soul out of the thing. Yeah, I, I dig the new look. I think that the performance center needed uh, a facelift. All of the shows that Raw and SmackDown did in there were hollow so I think that this helps make it feel a little less hollow. And yeah, obviously live crowds are kind of the, the ultimate goal, but I think that this is, this is a, a, as good of a, you know, sort of facsimile for a live crowd as you can get. There's rumors that 
uh, when the the contract with uh, I, I forget where the Thunderdome is. Amway Center in Orlando. That's right. Yeah, Amway. Um, that they're going to move into the Capitol Wrestling Center. I think that that that's probably why they ended up doing that, just sort of in preparation of like, okay, so what are we going to do in between Amway and wherever we end up going next? I do want to talk about the audio sweetening for a second because, uh, you know, a lot of people complain about it and I'm mostly fine with it as long as you don't do chanting. Uh, I'm sorry. I do not accept a, a, a this is awesome chant from a completely digital crowd. That is wholly ridiculous. And, you know, I've caught it on a Raw, SmackDown, and NXT. They've got to stop doing that. Yeah, don't tell us when it's awesome. We'll tell you when it's awesome. <laughs> right. It's only a matter of time before we get that 2K18 special Triple H. Triple H, a chant <laughs> sure. that has never broken out in a live audience ever in the history of wrestling. Big dog. All right, we're at the end of two rounds. Uh, Erica, what do the points look like? We got a bit of a Donnybrook going on right now. We have uh, Shawnee and Justin with eight points, Nate with seven. Still anyone's game. All right, let's move into our third round, which is the news and the notes around the ring. Sunshine Buddies, as uh, this this particular game is considered, you guys are getting first crack. So let's talk about uh, unionism. One of the WWE superstars saying on Twitter earlier this week that uh, they were looking into unionism. Who do you think I'm talking about? I uh, I think that's Paige, right? That's correct. Yeah, Paige is the one that, uh, of course, this concerning the whole uh, Twitch stream WWE thing that's going on right now as far as them not wanting their superstars having any uh, third-party stuff. I'm just uh, just wondering between the between everybody because I think I know what the answer is around the room. But uh, just give me just give me a real quick answer, everybody. Pro union as far as wrestlers are concerned. Yes. Yes. Yes, sir. Yeah. No. Actually, no, it's yes. Come on. It's yes. Of course, yeah, I'm, of course, I'm, pro, think... of course I'm pro union. I want those people to have health insurance. They fall off of shit all the time. They should have health insurance. <laughs> God damn it. But let's uh, just like, let's for a second talk about how ridiculous this Twitch thing is because for the lengths that they go to, to define their performers as uh, private contractors, they muck with their ability to make money outside of the company endlessly. And, uh, you know, if if I'm Xavier Woods or if I'm Zelina Vega or AJ Styles, people who have really put a lot of time and effort into building their community. And here comes old Vince McMahon with his hand, billionaire Vince McMahon with his fucking handout going, well, you know, I own most of that. Fuck off. Fuck all the way off. They should. I mean, like. I'm in favor of unionizing in in fucking spite of this, like just out of out of sheer fuck you. You know what I mean? Like it's absolutely ludicrous for them to come along and say, well, we made you the star that you are. So you are ours and then don't give you fucking health insurance. Like it's got to be one or the fucking other. It has to be one or the other. Absolutely, you, you said it exactly. They want they want it both ways. They're only private contractors, except for we own their entire soul. I mean, it's absolutely the worst of uh, 
of corporate malfeasance in terms of manipulating things to get their way. Pick one or the other, as Nate said, pick one or the other. And I, I think that they really may ultimately have buried themselves with this because now it's become such a high profile issue. It's almost assuredly going to end up in some capacity, somehow, somewhere down the line in a legal fight. Yeah. And there's almost no chance that the WWE is going to have the crowd support in this because all of those Twitch streams are essentially grassroots organizations around the personalities that viewers are fans of. And it seems like a very strange year to be trying to screw with uh, your, your talent in this fashion. Yeah, WWE crowds are usually larger crowds than most, but nobody's got crowds right now. I could just as easily go down the street and wrestle for Impact Wrestling for the same amount of people I'm wrestling for right now. Chuck just wants people to go to Impact. <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. I want to I make their roster bigger and bigger. Speaking of Impact, let's move to our second question in our news and notes around the ring. So Impact making headlines with the announcement of a six-way scramble at Bound for Glory for their X Division title. What exactly about this match? It will be uh, the first time, as far as I know, in Impact Wrestling. What about this match is uh, having has people talking? Uh, well, I'm pretty sure you're the only one on the show that watches Impact. I'm afraid to throw it to Shawnee from what we've seen so far. I I'm gonna say an I Quit match because that's what WWE did inside Hell in a Cell. Nope, unfortunately, it's not their first I Quit match, but this does give uh, Nate a chance to jump in here for two points. Nate, uh, what about this uh, six-man or six-person match is actually unique at Bound for Glory? Uh, the girls are getting involved. It's Inner Jenner. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's going to be, let me pull it up Thank here. Thank you for that answer, Chuck, by the way. Yeah, you kind of gave it away there, sweet pea. I, I I wanted to be correct here as far as I, I didn't want to uh, look. You, the overthought. Match been a, you, you overthought and you played your hand and I'll take those free points. Thank you. Just sweep those right into my point bag. Jordan, Jordan Grace is going to be a part of this match and she actually won the X division title at impact this week or thought she had uh, before it was announced that that was a non-title match. And uh, I'm really interested to see Jordan Grace mix it up with some of the like smaller cruiserweights at uh, Bound for Glory. I feel like I'm going to be the only one that's going to converse with you on this because the other three have made it abundantly clear they don't even care about impact. Uh, but Jordan Grace is the I right I decision. I don't watch it. Oh, okay. Regardless, Jordan Grace, uh, it's a logical decision. Uh, she has tons of experience with intergender uh, wrestling on the indies before she uh, signed her contract with Impact. And uh, she's she's awesome. Like They, they have the right uh, woman in there. I, I think the match is going to be awesome. It's going to be great. I mean, is this is this now going to kind of be a signature of Impact that they do intergender matches? You know, because you had uh, Tessa Blanchard. Tessa Blanchard, thank you. I was going to say Tully's daughter, uh, but yes, uh, uh, Tessa Blanchard, who had uh, held the title for a while. Uh, now you've got you know a, a, an entire uh, you know thing centered around it. Is this now the mark that impact? Because I will give them this. Like I'm not, and I'm not because I'm not complaining about it. They do that stuff well. 
Like the Tessa Blanchard, uh, Brian Cage match was done very well and it put her over. Is this now what Impact is going to try to bring to the table? I think having a smaller audience means that they can blur that line a lot easier because you're right. This is the kind of thing that you do see, not on a constant basis, but it does come back uh, over and over and has over the last year or two with Impact Wrestling. I know the the woman uh, whose name escapes me that was uh, with Rob Van Dam actually got to do a intergender match just before the two of them scooted out of Impact Wrestling a week or two ago. All right, well, let's move on to our third and final question in the news and notes around the ring. Going back to the Sunshine Buddies, this time talking about New Japan Pro Wrestling, where New Japan's uh, announced two different tournaments that will take place later this year. For three points, name those tournaments. Well, my New Japan knowledge is dependent on my New Japan studies and was not there this week. And again, I, for some reason, don't have much support from the tag team. So give him a chance. The King, Maybe of the, have it. Yeah. the King of the ring tournament, the money in the bank tournament and the intergender tournament. Nope. Nope. None of those are there. There's only two of them and none of those. Oh, none of those I'm are. Sorry. are oh, really cool. Excellent. Excellent attempt. Justin, excellent attempt. How about you, Nate? So uh, what are the two tournaments that are going to be taking place this year over in new Japan pro wrestling? Uh, World Tag League and uh, the Best of the Super Juniors 27. Wow. Yeah, absolutely. That's uh, that's three points for Nate Bender uh, for, for these particular ones. Erica, you're our New Japan source of knowledge and, uh, and, and information. What do you think of these two tournaments? Just t- tell us about them. For starters, just the fact that they're happening uh, is just signs of how how much better Japan as a as a nation has been handling their COVID response uh, while watching the G1, which is currently going on. Uh, I'm a little bit behind in the G1 just because things have been a little hectic, but just seeing like legitimately full crowds or like half capacity, it's nice to see because we can't have that here in America. I think it's just great that at least there's, there is a promotion that is officially on its way back. Hold on. Have you not seen Kota Ibushi versus uh, Minoru Suzuki yet? I have not. Oh, my God. No. Oh, trust me. First of all, every match uh, that I've seen from Minoru Suzuki has been outstanding. Uh, you need to watch this. Uh, and and I will. But Eddie <laughs> Van Halen had to get cancer and die this week. And I was just a little bit behind. Anywho. Wow. No, I mean, I mean, that's... I. You know, I'm sure the the match is going to be amazing, and and we oh. can, can we can trade notes once I finally do see it. I, I'm 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 really disappointed because I was so excited to talk about this this week. I can't. I, I'm, I'm not going to say anything more than that. But like, oh, I on paper I was already where you were emotionally. It's just I I just haven't I just straight up haven't had time. It's been it's been tough. But um, I think just with both of those tournaments, they're regular tournaments for New Japan, and just seeing that. Yeah, they're back at it and they're not having the restrictions that we have to deal with in America. It's just it's just nice. It's nice to see good wrestling. Hooray. I agree. Also, your boy Osprey had a hell of a performance too. Woo. Well, against uh who? I can't now now you're putting me on the spot. Now I don't remember. But I mean, because uh, I, 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 well, first of all, Osprey was never really my boy. Oh, like okay. I don't I don't you're hate fawning, him. fawning over his Instagram has nothing to do with it. 
that's here's the thing. He, he was a half naked <laughs> man, and I, I don't mind that. Name doesn't matter at that point. Exactly. Uh, like where, where I like if anyone's my boy in New Japan right now, honestly, Juice, who I'm living for. I love Juice. Uh, Minoru Suzuki, I just have a respect for as a human. Um, God, I don't know. Well, I mean, ever since, honestly, ever since Kenny left, it's been kind of hard for me to watch New Japan the same. I'm not going to lie. Like, that's where I fell in love with Kenny Omega was during, like, that G1, uh, the one after, the G1 after the one Kenny one. Yeah, so. I, I, I watched I watched about half of it and fell asleep and woke up during Osprey's match to just catch this just epic moment where he just marks out to himself and he's like I'm the best and I'm like yes you are Will Osprey yes you are and I fell back asleep. I was part of that first wave of excitement of uh freshly squeezed orange Cassidy asking when the best of the super juniors was going to be coming around I love that and how about a potential match Juice Robinson versus freshly squeezed orange Cassidy down. Yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah. I saw that. I saw that tweet and I also was like, is this real? The epic juice off. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we're at the end of our three rounds. Erica, why don't you give us a tally of the points before we hit the final fall? All right. As we head into final fall, we have Nate with 12 points and our lovely sunshine buddies still in it with nine points, nine points close game all right well the final fall is going to be one of those where we're going to alternate back and forth each answer will be worth two points and we'll be operating under a three strikes rule which means that uh you get you get three opportunities to get the uh, particular question wrong and it's all about the draft as this episode is recorded we've already had friday night smackdown we've got monday night raw ahead of us so we've got uh the back half of the draft to talk about we talked about it earlier and for two points i want each of you to name a wrestler who is drafted and which brand they're on now we'll start with the sunshine buddies uh with uh both nate or with with both i'm sorry what (laughs) excuse you Trust me, Nate is not one of the Sunshine Buddies. Not ha- thank never you. has been. No, don't thank me. That's that's not that's not that. Th- kind no, of no, you said something but. accurate that I agree with. So yeah, thank you. We'll start with Justin and Sean. Um, do you guys want to alternate between the two of you as far as these answers? Absolutely not. I think I'm gonna take this one, Shawnee. Are you cool with that, buddy? I I'm I'm cool with anything that you want to do, champ. Oh, thanks, champ. I appreciate that. Are we good with me taking this final fall? All right, all right. Thank you. All right. So uh, starting with you, Justin. Name us a wrestler and where they got drafted on Friday night. Uh, Roman Reigns is still on SmackDown. That's two points for you. Make sure you take uh, keep in track over there, Erica. We'll throw it back to Nate. Give us a wrestler and who was drafted on Friday and where they are now. Seth Rollins has been drafted to SmackDown. Back to the Sunshine Buddies. Uh, let's go because we said it. Mysterials are on SmackDown. Yes, that's correct. Nate. Buddy Murphy is also on SmackDown. God damn it. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't none of none of us are happy that uh, they wasted three draft picks to just transplant that story over to SmackDown. Back to you, uh, Justin. 
Uh, didn't they keep uh, Bailey on SmackDown? Uh, I do not have that here. So that is one wrong. One one wrong on your guys' tied side. Uh, back to you, Nate. AJ Styles is raw. Yeah, that's a that's an interesting move. It'll be cool to see uh, what that's going to result in. He's just running from Heyman. Yeah. <laughs> back to you guys, Sunshine <laughs> Buddies, Justin. Uh, Otis is still on SmackDown. Yes, yes, he is. Uh, Nate, but Tucker is on raw. Yeah. That's the, uh, the other team that they broke up, uh, over the, week- <laughs> over the weekend here. Uh, let's move it back to the sunshine buddies. Justin. I like the sound of butt Tucker. Uh, I'm going to throw. <laughs> oh, God. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> all right back in the game uh let's go ricochet is on smackdown ricochet is not on smackdown ricochet is on raw you you oh, threw yourself it. with that butt it. tucker okay damn it <laughs> nate here you go bianca belair is on smackdown that's correct. Bianca Belair has made it to SmackDown. Erica, uh, you guys, your hand up. Yeah, just before we go uh, forward, uh, Sunshine Buddies, you have two strikes. Next one, gotcha. you are out. Okay. That is correct. Uh, Back to you, Justin. Shawnee. Uh, Shawnee may want to take over at this point uh, <laughs> with this, with where, uh, where Justin's at. But go ahead, guys. Naomi's Shawnee. on Raw. Naomi uh, is for sure on Raw. He's correct. Uh, Naomi, Naomi has been moved over to Raw, so that's uh, two points for you guys. Uh, how about you, Nate? What do you got? Shawnee sounding like, I need this to be right. Um, <laughs> Miz and Morrison got moved to Raw. That's right. They absolutely did. Back to the uh, Sunshine Buddies, Justin, Shawnee. Keep it going, buddy. You got this. Oh, Lord. I just sort of checked out because I didn't think I'd have to answer anything. Um, well, you got one, right? Yeah, yeah. I had that one in my brain. You're up to three. Um, All right, that's that's going to be your five count. I'm going to need an answer from one of you guys. You know, I want to say Farmer Burns. <laughs> 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 I do love Farmer Birds, but uh, no, he is not on either Raw or SmackDown. I believe God. Nate has yet to get one wrong. So um, unless you want to just put one more nail in the coffin, Nate, I believe that means that you are the champ. Well, Drew Gulak is going to Raw, so there's my nail in the coffin. Oh, Drew McIntyre's on Raw. I'm I'm late. I'm sorry, but Drew McIntyre's on Raw too. Still, I don't think How'd we said miss- that one yet. How'd you guys uh, miss you said Kofi Kofi and Woods and, and Big E? That was talk, that was the, the talking point from too. everyone. We talked about it. Well, I threw myself off with <laughs> you know what? With what? <laughs> <laughs> I, say, I, I don't know say why it. it's so funny. He popped himself right out of the game. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> 
<laughs> Erica, go ahead and make it official. What are our final point totals? All right, let's let's call this beast. We've got Nate with 26 points and the Sunshine Buddies, Shawnee and Justin with 17. Very competitive game. That Well, a, a fairly competitive game this week. Nate, you've got 60 seconds on the clock. Go ahead and let people know uh, how you feel. Uh, I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and uh, remind everyone to check out uh, WWE 2K19 Super Universe Mode from One Fall Show over on the One Fall Show YouTube channel. This week is an exciting week. All three creator wrestlers of uh, the, the three... Uh, of us, uh, myself, Chuck, and Will, who is not here with us, uh, but uh, we all get booked this week, so uh, you can actually see us all all wrestle. Uh, it's a fun week on uh, Super Universe, so make sure you go check it out at the One Fall Show YouTube channel. All right, uh, Justin, sixty seconds on the clock. Go ahead. Anything we missed this week? Uh, you know, I don't want to say we missed anything outside of all the names we missed in the draft. Sorry about that. Um, I feel personally responsible for that. Um, one thing I wanted, I was watching NXT, and one thing I wanted to bring up is Austin Theory. Nate, you mentioned that he's imp- impressing you, and he is. He's good, and I, I'd like to move, bring him back to NXT. But for him to lose as much as he is, that's not doing anything. Like, yeah, you're putting him in matches with like bigger names, and that's cool, and he's they're good, they're good matches. But the dude is constantly losing outside of one. I agree. Win. You know, over who cares what Leon Ruff, I believe. <laughs> what does that do for him? Right? Like, what does that do for him? The big matches are cool, but if he's not winning any of them, that does absolutely nothing because what they're going to do is all of a sudden he's going to win a title and there's going to be no build. It's going to be lose, lose, lose champion. And that doesn't make any sense. So, what you're saying is they're building him the same way they built up the Maharaja. Oh, yeah, that guy. Yeah, that sounds about right. At least he deserves a push more than Mahal did back then, but uh, that's that. And by the way, Lars Sullivan, I'm just going to throw it out there. He should be on NXT. All right, Shawnee, 60 seconds on the clock. Anything that uh, we missed this week? Any any words you would like to impart on our listeners? I had said last week that I, I haven't watched NXT in months, and I did uh, watch this week after what I thought was yet another excellent uh, pay-per-view from them and it th- they've got some great stuff going on over there i i can see where nate comes from an nxt point of view i come from an aew point of view they're both different enough and their own thing enough great and they're both unique enough compared to wwe to be superior uh, i really wish that we had gotten that i'm going to reiterate we really wish we'd gotten those on two different nights because I would love to watch both of those shows and that centerpiece of my wrestling fandom. All right. Before we uh, throw out the socials, Erica, is there anything you'd like to impart upon our uh, listening audience? Um, well, you know, all mentions of Butt Tucker and Lars Sullivan aside, um, thank you. That one was a walk and was quite good and no one popped for that. Damn it. <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Well, I mean, okay. Anytime a uh, Hangman Adam Page releases a, a a press release on his Twitter, you all should go read it because it's the funniest shit ever. Uh, so go to Hangman Adam Page's Twitter, find his most recent press release. It's brilliant. It's comedy gold. 
And I'd like to invite you guys to reach out to us at uh, onefallshow at gmail.com. Want to be a part of the show? We can probably make that happen. Maybe you can compete for the uh, for Nate's title. Maybe you can beat him. Just let us know over at onefallshow at gmail.com if that's something you are interested in because we're interested in hearing from you. Uh, Erica, where can people find you online? Uh, people can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Erica underscore Bannis. How about you, Shawnee? You can find me on Instagram at Shawnee.constant. I have been working on the Champions Lounge. That's why I showed up to the show late, a little groggy. This week I'll be on my game a little better in terms of uh, answering the questions. Although I'm fairly certain at some point, if I keep saying Big Van Bader, I'll eventually. I, I mean, it's a lot of averages, right? It's got to be the answer to something eventually. <laughs> you can also find me trolling around on all of the one show, uh, fall show social media pages. Justin, where can people find you online? Uh, all social media at JV underscore sports underscore talk or JV sports talk.com. And Nate? No, I don't want you to find me. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> at Nate Venderama on Twitter. And uh, you can find me streaming uh, over at twitch.tv slash limit break radio. I've been your host, Chuck Bean. You can find me Mondays through Saturdays on 101 WRIF from 7 to midnight on the Nerd Radio podcast over at WRIF.com, the Talk Horror to Me show, uh, another podcast, and of course, right here on this show. I'll be back next week and on Twitch at twitch.tv backslash C-H-Z-U-C-K, Chizuck. Thank you guys for playing along. Thank you for listening and downloading. We'll see you next week for another One Fall Show. It was uh, Tai Chi that Will Ospreay. Uh, okay. Yeah. I don't know Tai Chi, actually. Uh, tai Chi's uh, he's a great heel because he's, he's just got... I, I always appreciate his work just because he has just the most punchable face uh, oh, yeah. in, in New Japan. It looks he's like just, it has oh, been several times. Very flat. <laughs> yes. Very flat. Um. So I'm I'm gonna read off the the names and then I got a dash. Uh, but yeah. uh, it, you know, here's here's what I got. Uh, you got a pop for Cubert. Uh, I'm leaning towards wet fart. Uh, the <laughs> nine, that... yeah, the nineteen dollar a month man. Uh, <laughs> I I guess we're gonna see a lot more of Jake Atlas. <laughs> <laughs> that was my favorite. Um, then I like the sound of butt Tucker and, and then he popped himself right out of the game. So Uh, I think, I think, I think anything with butt Tucker is giving, giving that moment away. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I I don't think you want to give that away. I I feel like with the titles, it needs to be like a joke within the wrestling. So like the Jake Atlas one would be perfect yeah. for the title. I actually think that yeah. that, that, that may be little, the best one. Yeah. Yeah. Because when we throw out like butt tucker or wet fart, people who haven't listened to us before may look at the title and be like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. This is stupid. But at least if they see, a, at, at least if they see a wrestler's name, they're going to go, Oh, it's a wrestling podcast. Okay, cool. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs>